Man, I'm tired of working for other people, man. I'm about to make a switch to an entrepreneur. Who with it? I'm most definitely with it. Listen, man, the powers that be don't want you to wake up and get out that everyday rat race. They want to make workers, not entrepreneurs. So you know I'm with it, man. All right, so, man, so let's get to it. Go ahead and make this extra money and switch it over. This is GHL Grand Hustle Live Episode Eight. We got some very special guests here. We got my man Fritz. We got Jared and my main man Dave. These guys formed the Voltron called the Macro Bite Boys, and uh, we want to tell y'all basically what they're doing, and we want to basically show y'all how they're doing what they're doing. So let's start off with uh, Fritz. Okay. What's going on, my brother? What's going tell me on? something about uh, Macro Bites. How y'all got started? Well, we started, it was just three friends with a dream, you know. We was uh, locked up at a young age, you know, running the streets, doing all types of crazy things, you know what I'm saying? And um, we were locked up, and we didn't want to live that lifestyle anymore. Right. So we was always in the fitness. We was always in the eating healthy and stuff like that. And plus, um, we had a lot of people around us that was, like, bad with health and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So since we was always in the food, Dave and... Um, Jared, they was always in the food, worked in the restaurant business. Like we just thought to come up with uh, macro bites, pretty much. And uh, so yeah, now we're we we came up with the meal prep delivery service, and now we're, we're shipping to forty eight states um, mm. nationwide and making things happen. So so uh, macro bites, how, how did y'all come up with the name? Uh, we came up with the name because the macro bites uh, goes off your macronutrients. It's okay. fats, fats, carbs. Oh, that's protein. deep right there. Yeah. I wouldn't even have thought of that. So, yeah, and you eat those in the right ratio. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you'll re reach your fitness goals. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, like, when, when you was actually, you was incarcerated all at the same time? Or at uh, different periods? Well, pretty much in the same time period. Like, me and Jerry's Cody, we went down on the same bed, same mm -hmm. charge. First, we was running the streets with him around the same time. He got, got back around the same time, too. So, all in our early 20s, teenage, late teenage years. So tell me, like, because I know us, it was a point where I called Derek and I called Shells. I'm like, I got this idea. You know, we've been running ever since. So, like, what was that point? What was that day for you guys? So for us, really, uh, you know, me and Jared were managing a restaurant in New Brunswick. Uh, and Fritz was doing the construction in that restaurant, too, for us, the contracting and fixing stuff up. Uh, and the people we was working for, you know, even though we was great managers, you know, we raised the sales 20%. You know, we did a lot of good things there, but we wasn't respected as, you know, who we were and what we were doing in there. We were getting paid less than all the other managers. You know, it was pretty much getting disrespected. Not, you know, had enough because we was working so much, like opening mm. clothes, putting so much work in as if we owned the business. But we wasn't reaping none of the benefits of, you know, the sales raising and all that good stuff. So, you know, I told Jerry and Fritz, like, what we should be doing with our talents and, like, how we should be moving. And it took us a couple months, and we just made it happen, quit, and started so, what we had to do. So so all three of y'all knew how to cook already? 
I mean, oh. you know, we got oh. culinary degrees in jail. No, no, I'm saying, hey, listen, 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 and uh, Fritz spent a lot of time in construction, but Fritz also knew how to cook too. Oh. Um, but and we all spent our time around fitness, so it was really trying to monetize what our hobbies were. It's like, mm. okay, what are we good at, and then how do we make that into into profit? How do we make that into money? So it's like, okay, we're good at business. You know, we all like to eat. We all know somewhat. We all have a base of how to cook. How do we turn this into money? And that turned into meal prep, which originally was delivery meal prep delivery. Uh, it was Monmouth Ocean County, and then it was, you know, uh, all statewide, all throughout New Jersey. So, you know, we were getting in our cars one day, you know, one day a week, taking orders, you know, saying they go out on Monday and delivering for, you know, taking two cars, delivering eight hours a day. Mm. Um, so that's how it started. That's how I kind of manifested. And then it turned into, you know, a lot more. It turned into uh, us getting better and better. So we kind of all... I guess kind of learn how to cook at the same time because we all knew how to cook, but cooking in a healthier way, making yeah. sure we're conscious about our macros and really fitting into our culture, which is you know making sure we're eating to macronutrients, our balanced meals, pretty much. Right. Uh, that was the really the focus. So we all learned that kind of at the same time, and as we as we went along the along the journey. Oh, okay. And like not to let the point get lost too, like you know when you get out, like it's hard to get. You know, just any type of job. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah, especially if you a, have a family. Right. Exactly. Yeah, like, you can always yeah. go to a restaurant and be a server or right. be a line cook or be a dishwasher. And that's what, you know, all of us at some point in our lives had to go that route. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. we needed money. And, yeah, you're getting yeah. back into society. Exactly. You're trying to figure it out. So you get good at that type of yeah. stuff, you know. I, I mean, yeah, that's better than, you know, making the hookups, you know, yeah, get you high right. blood pressure, you know what right. I mean? So, exactly. yeah, that's what I'm about to say. But, like, that's what I'll be trying to tell people all the time, like, in our culture, especially. And like, I don't even say our coaches is standing out elsewhere as well. We always have this shame or like, oh, I'm a cook or I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. And they don't understand how that lays the path for you to be who you're going to be in the future. Because right. everything comes with knowledge. So if you never did those jobs, you never learned how to work the line, you never learned how to be, you won't be able to know what to hire. Right. You yeah. won't know how to run the kitchen properly. You don't want to know how to put everything together. So a lot of times we like to skip to the finish. That's why a lot of restaurants fail. Because they don't know everything that goes into it. You know, you've yeah. been around the servers. You've been yeah. around the waitresses. So you know how money get missing. You know how to monitor. You know how to watch everything. Yeah, there's so else. Though that grind is what we all forget. Because a grind actually turns into a hustle. Because that's yeah. when you're able to, right, I'm going to put my money together. I'm going to be able to make a restaurant. And it's going to be successful. Because you know everything to look out for. You know how to cut corners in the right way to be able to save money and put things together. Exactly. You know. So, like, with you guys... As far as the restaurant, like we always want to be, cause I'm tired of hearing fake gurus. That's our big thing. Like I don't want to hear no more fake gurus. They tell you how easy everything is. <laughs> Nothing you do is going to be easy. Right. That's just point blank. Period. <laughs> so like, what does it take to be able to get your restaurant off the ground? As far as like money and like, what's the process of you actually doing that? Overhead and everything. So I think the first thing, like you already mentioned before, like if you haven't worked the lower, you know, positions Tears, in the restaurant. Then you're not gonna know how a restaurant moves, how it operates. And for us, like being in the fitness and stuff, we was meal prepping too. So we had the the ground level of meal prepping, at least for ourselves. And you know, we were personal trainers before, so for our clients too. So we had that, you know, that fundamental knowledge of what our business actually is, like from the ground up. Uh, and then, you know, after that, you need funding. Honestly, you need money to start it. 
you know. So, and, I don't mean to cut you off. So, how did y'all go about funding? So, you know. We, we, we were underfunded. <laughs> yeah. we, we went about it underfunded. So, when in any business that you do, you have to be really skilled and really talented. You have to be talented in what you do, and you have to be able to work hard in what you do. Uh, what, what, how, uh, the phrase, it was how to go talent, uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to know the ins and outs, and that's exactly what we did. We knew the ins and outs, and we studied. So the beginning, the very beginning was the market research, the knowing who our consumers were, talking to our friends, learning how to eat healthy, and really being masters of our craft, not just saying that we're gurus, but really, and, and knowing that we're not gurus, but taking each day to learn something yeah. new. Um, and then, you know, with us, with the funding, we started off super underfunded. You know, there we shouldn't, for all intents and purposes, we should have never made it from where we did to where we are now. But that goes Just back real. to the hard work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and the studying and working and all, all about you're talking about, time knowing what you're yeah. doing. And Fritz, like, at the beginning, when we very first started MacroVice, you know, Fritz wasn't working there full, you know, full time because he was taking some right. of his paycheck and putting it back into the business for us mm-hmm. when we wasn't even really clearing the profit, right. you know. Team so, player. Yeah, so yeah, you know, he stayed at it because he had like the best job out of the three of us that, that made the most money. So he was able to still go to work full time, come come to the kitchen with us on the weekends. But we had at least one income that was consistent, you know, between all of us during that first, you know, eight months to and a year. A so when shit got thing. skinny, we was able to, we had somebody with some bread, you know, that was yeah. able to, you know, fill yeah. the gaps. We need to have, have partners. Fun. That's a huge thing. Yeah. We need to have partners and being able to have. Fritz or Dave or somebody be like, okay, I'm going to go get some extra money over here and I'm going to put this back into the company. Because also, you know, Dave, he personal trains on the side and his clients order from the company. So, you know, you know money in house, keep the money in house. Really Cross hustling, marketing. really yeah. getting creative yeah. with how we go out and get money and making sure yeah. that comes back to the house. Yeah. And we did a uh, crowdfunding raise just last year. At the uh, last few months of last year, we... Uh, Raise about sixty grand just from our followers and supporters. Nice. Uh, that helped us change our packaging all eco friendly, and we was able to get like all of our supplies, our packaging in greater quantities, so we could lower the cost of goods. So, mm. you know, when we start off, when you have to buy like a case or something, and you can't get a pallet of it, you're paying a lot, a lot more money for it than yeah. when you can buy a pallet yeah. of it. And you're paying a lot more money for a pallet than if you can get a trailer of it, you know. So a lot get of some funder, you funding gotta do a lot of, do that. A lot of cold calling, man, because you know you gotta you gotta budget, make sure your money's right, and then make sure things fit into your budget. Because there's things like sleeves, you know, you gotta cold call. You know, there's a lot of small businesses out there, a lot of printing shops out there, a lot of uh, businesses, small businesses that may fall in line with your business that don't do doesn't doesn't do exactly what your business does. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're looking, for, you know. You go order something printed on FedEx, and you're gonna most likely pay top dollar. Mm. You find a mom and pop shop in your neighborhood just from cold calling, and that may, you know, that price may get slashed fifty percent. So really getting creative on one how you make money, and then two how you spend money. You know, they're they're very very important because if you don't do that, you're not gonna make it. Because especially in our culture, <laughs> if you go to the bank to get a loan, they're gonna laugh at you. They laughed at. They're gonna tell you. They no, really no, laughed no, at us. Like when we first started, that's what we thought. Yeah. But we got a plan. Yeah. We gonna go get a loan for that. <laughs> that oh, you got it's always business. like that though. It's yeah. always like that. Oh, you got a business. You don't need your personal credit. Like, nah, that's not a thing. Like when you get have a business, they say, okay, you want this. Well, I, we need a personal guarantor, even though you have your business. We don't, we, you know, we, yeah, we, we can't just give it to you. Yeah. We need to guarantee you back. You yeah. know, so. Let me ask okay. you guys a question, though. Let me ask you guys a question. Now, 
a lot of people, when they go to prison, they come out of prison or they come out of jail and they get discouraged. They feel like there's no opportunities for them. The doors are closing. What made you guys say, you know what? I'm gonna beat the odds. I'm gonna go against all of the stuff that they tell me I can't do. And I'm gonna go ahead and become my own business owner. Survival. It's because there are no 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 opportunities. There are that's this is this is our opportunity. Right. We came yeah. to the we came to the to the, the idea the decision that you know to, for us to go out and get a job at a job that we've never worked at with no connections and no resources. They go look at us crazy from from the paper. We better off doing this for ourselves. We worked at business and made thousands and thousands of dollars for them in a day. Yeah. We could do that for ourselves. How do you find your clients? Social media, everywhere. Social media is a big thing. That's another question. I and then to just uh, you know, having personal relationships with people, like, because we try to be genuinely good people too. So when we meet people, we try to put them on the opportunities if we see something that can help them, and they do the same for us, and it grows our network, and not just a network of people who just you know kind of on the side, but a network of people who really want you to win, who's going to mention your name in the yeah. room, and it can help you and get you some uh, you know, some money. And that's important for us, and that's why you know we move how we move and how we act how we act, because it pays off for us and the people that we meet, the people that we come across in this journey. So. Yeah. No, I have a new image something about crowdfunding. Can you just go a little bit more in depth for people that don't understand what crowdfunding is? So equity crowdfunding, pretty much you uh, decide a percentage of your business that you're going to sell off, uh, and you uh, get a valuation for how much your business is worth, and people buy shares of your company you know, based on that worth. Uh, and what we did is, you know, people two years from now that invested, you know, last year, they could either take their their, uh, their investment and get cash back, or they can turn it into equity in the company at the same valuation that we had, you know, when they invested. It's very similar. To, like Shark Tank kind yeah, of stuff. It's very oh, similar okay. to buying, like, okay. stock in the stock market mm-hmm. or, like, yeah. Shark Tank or something like that. It's just okay. selling... Uh, Seven's private. Uh, yeah, equity, equity in the company. Imagine getting into, like... Uh, like Apple before you could buy Apple on the stock market. Yeah. It's like the beginning stages. Oh, okay, you know, that's, okay. That's, what it, that's crowdfunding. Okay. Uh, what, I, what I'm interested in about, um, how did y'all go about marketing, like to get y'all like name so big Grass like roots. that? Yeah, so pretty much uh, just our story in itself kind of markets itself to a lot of yeah. people. So, you know, a lot of people, especially after we made it that first year mark and we were still in business and we was, you know, growing you know, news companies and people who knew us, you know, they was reaching out, they wanted yeah. to do interviews. You know, it's not we didn't, you know, have to send out a press kit or anything like that to, to do any of the press we did. You know, they reached out to us, they saw us, they wanted to do a story on us. Uh, and and then, then a lot of grinding and hard work after that. So I think our first Asbay Park Press was our very first major uh, outlet and it was, it was great. They came looking for us, but everything after that, like, and it's, it's, again, like, going back to the hard work. Like, we were there for every interview. It didn't matter what time it was. Mm. We were, you know, we built connections. We learned the the marketing lingo, like B-roll, and how to put B-roll together and how to get footage that we need. Uh, we started to hire videographers to come out when we had the funds to be able to do so. Again, this, this, is, this is as we were going. You know, we were... You know, Stratford had you know thousand dollars. Okay, we need five hundred dollars to get this shoot done. All right, we got we got we, well, we need it so because we got to get this interview done for for this media outlet because we need this to go out. So you know, uh, really balancing out and then making the hard work and taking the steps to make sure we actually make these interviews happen because these opportunities sometimes they come and you'll miss them and they won't come again. I remember there was one 
where we got ended up getting pushed back and then because we were a hot story and then we weren't a hot story anymore and then we became a hot story again. So, you know, if it wasn't for us really reaching out to them, really, hey, when's this going on, then that story might not have happened. So our marketing, a lot of it came from a lot of news outlets and a lot of people reaching out to us and then us just taking really the effort and time of getting back in touch with them, following up with them and taking the, fo- the, taking the steps as far as putting uh, B-roll together, putting footage together, taking pictures and making sure we could just get our, get our word out there. And a lot of grassroots, we're right in our community. You know, the biggest thing about, uh, you know, it's, our, it's in our slogan, we're cuisine for the culture. Yeah. That's what it is. So mm. right in our neighborhood, you know, you go to our neighborhoods, a lot of, you know, impoverished and low income neighborhoods and there's fried chicken and pizza and liquor stores on every single corner. But you can't get a healthy bite to eat anywhere. If you don't have a car and you don't drive, you can't get anything else healthy to eat anywhere. It's a food drought. It, it really is. Yeah. It's, it's on purpose, though. It's sad. Yeah. It's on purpose, exactly. Yeah. So we're in a community, and we we have a large variety of plant-based and healthier foods. We use low sodium in all of our foods, no MSGs, no GMOs, which is just you know genetically modified organisms. They put in a lot of you know yeah. Chinese food, mm, yeah. pizza, fried chicken. You mm. know a lot of we don't fry anything because you know fried food causes cancer. It's something yeah. about frying foods and it reaches a certain temperature. Yeah. It's, it causes a cancerous material. Um, but we have some things like you know hamburgers too to allow for the balance to allow people to say okay there's things that are common that I know of that we could come in here to eat. But then they also ask question well. What's this lemon zest tofu? What's this glazed portobello bowl? And it's kind of helping to help. It's, it's helping our communities to mm-hmm. get into a place of well, this stuff tastes good and is really not that expensive, and I can actually get somewhere where where I I can eat it. You know, I want to come here, and we're mm-hmm. getting a lot of that where people you know are telling us we wanted something like this in our neighborhoods for so for in our neighborhood for so long, and we just never had anything like like this here. And you know it's 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 our point. it's our purpose. That's that's the reason why we why we do Absolutely. all this. Let me and, ask you a question. Um, uh, how do you as a uh, I got two questions for you. Basically, how did you survive COVID as a company that's in the food industry? Because a lot of food industries did not make it during this time period. Uh, and then secondly, uh, for somebody who may be wanting to get into this business. How do you go about finding your products as far as like, do you wholesale your food or do you find, you know, like what avenues do you use to get your food at a wholesale price pretty much? Do you want me to ask the question that you talked about before the game? Don't worry about it. I'm going to ask you. Just go, go yeah, ahead. I don't know this guy's You know, I'm, I'm a, hold on. Before, 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 you, before you do that, you're very knowledgeable. He wanted to know what type of food with like biotin or something that can he can... His, he has a bear deficiency. <laughs> nah, I should, if you want to start the job, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to flame you on camera. Like, what type of micro... Like, you know, I know nah, you know. What can but you there eat? is stuff, though. Okay, go ahead, tell them. Eating healthy, organic food, you know, helps your body do everything your body's supposed to do, like produce hair follicles, anything yeah, like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so you eat healthy. Eat healthy first. Answer my original question. What's this guy? Answer my original question. What's this guy? What's your question? What claim is corn is limited? No, like, for the... COVID, like, it impacted us a lot, but it was for, you know, for the better. Let me explain. So we were retailing meals and gyms because I had, like, a lot of connections being a personal trainer for, with gym owners and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they would throw our, our food in the gym. Uh, and that was our main source of income. And then COVID happened to close all the gyms and all our money was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to figure out what we was going to do. And that sparked where we are now shipping nationwide because we had to, you know, uh, make our direct-to-consumer business more robust and more, you know, and to fill that gap of revenue that we just lost. 
Uh, and that's when we started shipping meals through UPS and stopped delivering them hand to hand. Uh, we figured out the process for that, you know, using the coolers, keeping it cold, you know, during shipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, it was just a matter of keeping it cold far, far enough away. And then we figured that out and we, you know, in six months was shipping nationwide. Uh, so COVID kind of forced us to change our business model. You know, it was scary at first. Get crafty. That's yeah, make it like that. Like, get crafty. Get crafty. Yeah, get in the living room, like, with, you know, $60 in the bank, like, with no rep- money coming in, like, a few orders, like, what are we going to do? Like, is, is it over? Are we about to, you know, go back to work? Like, uh, and we figured out, you know, how to ship the food farther away. And that's, it, it opened up a whole you new You got to listen to your customers, listen to what your customers want. So, like, you know... You know, for us, what worked was shipping, you know, shipping nationwide, shipping to further distance because people wanted that. What worked for us was opening a restaurant because people wanted that. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to really talk to the people that's in your area, talk to your consumers and find out what they want. If they want you to, we haven't retail back in gyms. Not saying that we won't, but we haven't because our consumer no longer wants that. Our consumer wants to their food shipped to their door and they or or they want to come down to our restaurant and sit down and dine with, and with us and enjoy the atmosphere and eat food yeah because it's so, a different experience exactly like yeah, so yeah, it's right. about it's what you, you know yeah. some because we even thought about going the way of you know getting into uh lion's den and shop right and and stopping shopping those those major grocer grocer retailers but you know right now it's not in the cars but if that works for your area then that's something that you should you know uh, you should go about that that avenue, and there's ways to do that. You know, there there's marketing accountants where their phone numbers are right online. You can get in touch with them and say, "Hey, I got this product. I'm trying to put it out there." Now, um, with the with the shipping, how did you get in contact, or how did you find a way to be able to ship it to where it needs to be, as far as the trucks and stuff like that? So pr- we use UPS, so they ship everything every day. So okay. we don't have to. All we gotta do is make sure the food gets it's packed cold. right okay. in the box. Right now, we've started off using styrofoam coolers, but you know that was, uh, you know, no good because it's everybody cares about the environment. It's an important thing, yeah. yeah. Especially uh, now, like now, yeah. it's serious. Like exactly. everybody, everybody, and, they, and it's probably gonna get phased out. You ain't go, gonna be able to have styrofoam eventually. But uh, yeah, you so we got food like out a, in your hands now. Exactly. Yeah. So now we yeah. got a biodegradable like uh, insulation that we put into the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once we pack it up, put the ice packs in there, we just give it to UPS. They get it to where it got to go, yeah. okay. which is it till we outsource the whole, yeah. you know, half of our business. Because, you know, packing a box and taking it to UPS, although maybe more expensive, is a lot easier than getting an order and driving it yeah. <laughs> to wherever. And we can only do that locally where we mm. live. Okay. You know, now, when it comes another thing that helped us like during COVID too, because mm-hmm. um, at first we was a market, so we were essential. So we made it a pickup location. People come come through, pick up their meals. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, it's made it real convenient. Yeah, we just pivoted into a restaurant like not too long ago, yeah, months ago. But we was a market. We was a market as well. So that was mm-hmm. that was a little easy for us too. Like, so we was really brainstorming how to make this shit work. Like, oh, pardon me, how to make it work like every way we can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, now with the. Um uh, as far as the startup costs for like a restaurant, like what would be some of the startup costs that somebody would be looking at if they're looking to get into that? So, I mean, I can tell you what is ideal and I can tell you what we did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We did it with two racks between all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we started our business. And it wasn't ideal and it was super hard and, you know, I wouldn't recommend it on anybody. I would recommend you have at least 100 racks in the bank before you start anything, any right. type of food right. business. Cause and the, that's that's to completely like get it up and going and everything. To, exactly, because the the most expensive thing uh, is how small your profit margins are in food. 
Because, you know, food is what food is. What it costs what it costs. And, now and you can only, and it's high. You can only charge yeah. what you're going to charge for. People are only going to pay so much for a dinner mm-hmm. or yeah. lunch. So, you know, you get hamstringed into what your profit margin is going to be, which is sub 5 to, you know, 2% is yeah. the industry mm-hmm. standard. We got ours up to 11 and that's, you know, basically because of our shipping side mm-hmm. of the business. Yeah, yeah. If we was a regular restaurant, it would probably still be down there, too. This is why you need a lot to start. Yeah, I, would, I would definitely wouldn't suggest anybody to do it the way that, you know, we did it. Like, we really grinded it out. Like, but that was, that was, but, that's y'all yeah, path, but, though. But, that's the way y'all had to take but, the do But the thing about it is, is that that's what we have to do. Yes. Yeah, and we all have to, we all have yeah. to accept that, you know, oh, as far as being a black yeah. individual, because... You know, right. I seen something called, I think it was Tasty Vegan. It was on Netflix. Oh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Slutty Vegan. Slutty Vegan. Oh, and his, yeah. Uh, and this yeah, lady okay. was able to fail. Was it, was, was it, you talking about, I don't um, think, I don't think, no, it wasn't Slutty Vegan. It was one where she had a, a vegan shop in Manhattan, and she really ran through $10 million. Oh, yeah. yeah and it yeah, gave her yeah. another opportunity. She ran through another $50 million. She and her, her lot, boyfriend I mean, was stealing the money. Yeah. If you wealthy and white... Yeah. But she wasn't wealthy. She wasn't wealthy. Right, she, she was from, she was good. from Ohio or yeah. somewhere. She have a dollar to her name. Right. But they not gonna let us fail like that. Startup, exactly. startup costs are super, super variable. You know, like you know, it, it depends on what you're doing. When we started off selling, you know, just meal preps, it was easy. We get the orders, we make the order. You know, we get the money in, mm-hmm. we make the orders, and and then we keep the profit. So if you're doing it like that, you know, it's it's a lot easier than owning a restaurant because when you own a restaurant, you go buy the product and you hope people come in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. your, your startup costs are super variable depending on what you want to do. If, if you're just doing a, a pickup location or a pickup shop where you have a market of items, well, you know, your costs are going to be lower because you don't have to worry about certain, certain costs of goods sold and things like that. So, I mean... And then you have to worry about rent too, right? And rents mm-hmm. right now are at all time And then you have to worry about your personal life too, right? Do you have kids? Do you have a girlfriend? Do y'all go on dates? Is yeah. she ready to you go into take that? Trips? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like when you're thinking about all those things, it's like how much does it does it cost? Like, yeah, you need the business expense, but you need your personal expense too. Because yeah. at first you're not gonna be paying yourself. So how long can you live and be comfortable? Before you start, you oh I need to, I need to eat like something yeah, we gotta do yeah. you know before you get uncomfortable you know how long does that last you know so it's you know whatever your cost for your business is and then whatever your cost for your personal six months to a year whatever your case may be so like if you do that hundred thousand dollars what is that hundred thousand dollars going to uh, as far as like, how much you spend on the kitchen uh you know, the, head, the food. You know, different things like that. Just a Permit, break. Just a, a, just a right. quick Equipment. mix of things. Yeah, so, like, if about 50 racks, you can get yeah. your brick and mortar location. You can get your insurance all all in. You 50, can get yeah, about 50k. You know, uh, what kind of insurance do you need? Uh, just regular business. You know, liability insurance. Oh, Nothing yeah. special for food or that. I mean, it's a it's a higher rate than like. Mm, okay. uh, it's something that's not a food business because mm-hmm. they there's a risk of you know yeah, people getting sick to me yeah, yeah so they LLC, charge you but it's still the same get you know, your LLC get your mercantile license health ins- uh, health, uh, health inspection first inventory inspection, all yeah, of that shit inventory. you can do all that with fifty racks the other fifty is just so when people don't come yeah. as fast as you thought and you blowing through now, money. and that fifty racks rent. how many how many months are you covering the rent or oh, that fifty racks don't don't even I go mean, towards may, that the other fifty is is going towards just in case people don't come into the brick and mortar yeah like half a year with that probably yeah. 
Mm. And that's if you're not making no sales. Well, and you got to go get money, though, right? Because if yeah. you in a restaurant, like, if you had, like, steak doesn't stay good for a long time. Right? <laughs> Man, and, and, and the thing about, the reason, and the reason why we're pushing on is because I am absolutely tired of people preaching stuff that don't exist. Yeah. They keep on selling the dream, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And the thing is, you can get through the rough times, right? Because everybody got different backgrounds. Y'all backgrounds was getting through rough times yeah, and prevailing, right? right? You had jobs where it's not easy to work in the kitchen. Right. It's not easy to work on the line. Right. It's not easy to do construction. Right. We got houses. Respect. I do the construction. He tapped out. I, I go, he tapped out. He tapped out. He, he came back, though. But he tapped yeah, out for yeah, a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. It ain't easy to do that kind nah, of stuff. So, not. like, people were out here telling people it's easy. And then when you get smacked in the face of reality, they quit. It's yeah. a lot of hard. So work. I want people to know that it's not it's easy, so they can know up front. Yeah. Like you telling them, nah, it's a lot. Of you got stress. a girl. You got it's a lot of hard yeah. work. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a lot. Like between us, like we started off as friends, and some days it'd be questionable. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I really mess with him like that? Do I really? You gotta like, you really gotta be. You gotta really come with it. Like, you gotta really be ready. Like, it's yeah. not easy. Like, if someone like in the beginning, before I was an entrepreneur, before I was a business owner, I tell people like, yeah, we should all own businesses. We should all do this. Like, yeah. Now I tell people like, nah, yo, yeah, you might want to think about it. Ain't it ain't that easy. It ain't that easy. The paperwork. What do you do now? Like, you know, what's your job now? Because you might be on to something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean that's why it helps to be passionate about what you're doing though, like because we wake up and go to work and you know we change the people's lives where we at right. yeah. and where we send the food to and it's a good feeling you know we give free food out in the hood every day right. uh, to people in need just because people are there and they need it you know we've gotten grants for it before but we do it out of the kindness of our hearts right. too with our profits too before we yeah. even paid ourselves yeah so you know going into work and being fulfilled with what you're doing is important because when these hard times come right. and you know shit is skinny and it's not all glamorous and IG through that that's what keeps you going yeah. when you don't even want right. to no more when it's hard you know? now like when you went all in and that's why I ask everybody I talk to when you went all in how did you feel uh scared that I was making the wrong move and that my kids was gonna starve. Yeah, now right. so we all have kids. <laughs> How you overcome so. that? That's what people want. That's what people need to know. How you overcome that? Because every time, like even when we do the things that we do, like if we did the wholesaling, you gotta knock on somebody door and yeah. say you want to sell a yeah. house. Yeah. That's a scary. Hey feeling. man, I tried to do that for a little bit too. Yeah. I flipped the house and got two thousand dollars on it. Watched the the other person make like two hundred thousand dollars on it. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so like that's that's the things as far as like. Doing that, and then somebody would be like, you know what, this might not be for me, but it might be for you because you think it's somebody else doing better than you. And that's the thing is that sometimes we get disillusioned. Yeah, yeah, and that's you what you just gotta what, believe what, in what you're well, doing. You, you like. gotta, yeah, you gotta be real self motivated, and then you gotta believe in what you're doing. Yeah, but you gotta really trust the people around you that you're doing. That's it with. yeah, definitely. Because like when, because because you know if. If, I know if I'm working harder, the people around me going to work harder. If I'm slacking off, the people around me going to slack off. And that's for all of us. You get what I'm saying? Right. We all work off each other. It's like a dog. We all, you yeah, know, yeah, go yeah. back and forth. Nah, so if you could really trust the people around you and you could really be a self-motivated person and you'll be all right. Like, they say, uh, if you want to go go far, go by yourself. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with other people. With the team. Yeah, with the and team. That, let's not, like, push that to the side because... You know, if we any one of us tried to do this by ourselves, we probably wouldn't have made it this far. Say that one more time. You know, if we Say tried to do this by ourselves, yeah. we wouldn't have made it. The fact that when I'm at my worst and I'm not delivering everything to the company, right. I can count on these two guys to be there right. to pick it up right. so the company don't end. That's a big deal. That's a failure that most men have, yeah. though. We talk about yeah. that all the time. Even with us, you know, little yeah. things might happen. I'm like, 
we going on the train. I, and I'm, I'm bring, we was going on the train, right? I'm just trying to hurry up and get through the train. I got my car, you know, I swipe my joint. He like, they're looking at me like, why are you doing that? Bro, we got to get to the studio, <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, collaboration's all right. It's 250, dog. Keep Relax. It, keeping each other in check. <laughs> Relax, it's 250. He thought I ain't seen him. I seen him. He was like, mm, tissing up, getting tight. I'm like, bro, relax, bro. You, you good. So that's the thing. Like, we all, we need to learn how to collaborate with each other. Yeah. Right. A lot of times in our community, we were told false narratives because we've seen people do it by themselves. We might see our mother, our father, our mother and fathers. You need somebody to collaborate with you. That's yeah, what the right. great lie that was told, that you can do it on your own. You can't. Anybody you can't. that got to the top nah. had nah. it handed nah. to them. Yeah. Ain't no such thing as self-made, guys. Even, nah. the, you know, we grinded, we hustled. Our community grinded yeah. around us, too, and yeah. picked us up, too. It took people who wanted to help us. Like, when we was first doing pop-ups, we was doing them in GNCs in the mall. That's a big brand to just mm. be able to go pop up for free and sell food in the beginning of your business. Because of a connection. Because of a connection, a personal yeah. connection. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for the people who, you know, put us in the gyms, it wasn't for the people who wanted to do articles, wanted to put us on the news. Like, these are personal yeah, connections. Yeah. Like, yeah. we wouldn't have gotten nowhere without them. You know, so it ain't no self-made. Self this is uh, everybody thing, you know? Another thing is, is that we going we got our special segment. It's grind time with D. Yeah. So it's gonna be a collective. All three of y'all It's gonna be about your journey and uh, what y'all did in your company. So the question is, uh, tell us a time when y'all did the most with the least you had to turn your grind into a hustle. Like any part of y'all journey when y'all started your business from the beginning to the like to where you at now. Like what's one of the moments? So yeah. I start because it popped right into my head immediately. Yeah. Like. When we was trying to get the money to, you know, get this off the ground, and I didn't really have no cash, you know, I was had child support stuff crazy going on, but I had some stuff, you know, I had a TV, I had some studio stuff, and I just sold all of it. I sold mm. all of my stuff that I I thought was so important. I, yeah. I I had an apartment who didn't have nothing in it, but you know, we had money to start the business, and I got all that stuff back later. You know what I'm saying? Double. <laughs> but I had to live with that, you know, put my pride to the side, like, damn, yeah. I'm really broke as hell. I really just sold all my belongings to, <laughs> to yeah. have a little bit of paper hey, to do this. Sometimes we got to do that. <laughs> um, me, it's almost something, something similar, but me is, is quitting my job that I was at yeah. for 11 years yeah. and going straight to Macro Bikes, taking a huge pay cut and just focusing on what we were doing and believing on what we were doing. Like, that was big for me, having a kid, being a single father, because cause my, my kid's father, mother is not around at all, okay. being a single father. So doing all that, that was, it was big for me. It was huge. It was That's scary. Uh, but at the same time, I wasn't, I didn't feel right in my own skin having the guys working, being at Macrobytes, working, like, over there, and I'm over here at the construction company. I used to be in this nigga head every day like man i feel like i'm not doing enough I feel like yeah, I'm not yeah, doing yeah, enough. Yeah. he was like all right man just quit this <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like well it ain't that easy like because you know what i mean like just my situation like yeah. i said being a single father Think being at that. this be, being at this job like and making so much money and like taking that real leap to, yeah, yeah taking the real leap you're not making a check no more and yeah. you still gotta pay stuff out to make yeah. sure your business going how you gonna yeah. feel what that's you real yeah that's real, real. Yeah. uh I mean, I mean, it's something that we really didn't talk about that, I, like, I, I just want to bring up in the end is that, you know, we really changed our businesses, our business, like, four or five different times. You know, we started off as a meal prep delivery company, and the pandemic happened, and we went to a shipping company, and then that wasn't doing enough, and then we opened up a cafe and a gym in a Jersey Strong that's, you know, one of the local gyms that's down in, in mm -hmm. Jersey, and then... 
you know, that wasn't doing enough. So we found a way to go out and secure a location that was a pickup location for our meals. And that wasn't enough. So we turned that into a restaurant, you know, because the, you know, COVID tensions were easing. So, you know, the store, literally, and we've only been in business since 2019. So, <laughs> you know, it's 2022. We've only been in business since the end of 2019. Our first pop-up. I covered a lot of like, space, yeah, man. Right. I covered right. a lot of space. So, you know, that every single time that we innovated or we changed, you know, I use Netflix is one of my favorite examples of how they changed from a company who used to sell send CDs in your mailbox yeah. to a streaming company. That's my favorite. The, every step where we said, okay, either we gonna go home or we gonna make it work. We made it work, and that's what business is really gonna be about. So, you know, there's no easy way. There's no cure all. But if you take that step and you grind it out and you really work hard, you you should you know be able to do it. You need help. You need a lot of luck and you gotta grind. You gotta grind it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Before we wrap it up, because we're gonna wrap it up right now, I just want to start dispelling certain myths because a lot of times people get profitable off shows like Power, shows like uh, just different shows. That only thing they do is just keep on tearing the community apart by just portraying bad images. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you know. I wasn't Andrew, he wasn't Andrew, nobody here was an Andrew, you know, we all did things in our past, but I'm tired of them always thinking that the neighborhoods that we grew up in are all bad. It's not all bad. So, like, what are some of the good, you know, from everybody real quick, what were some of the good memories you had from your neighborhood you grew up in? I mean, just, like, the camaraderie, everybody, you know, people, like, act like it's not a good thing because everybody be outside, like, in the hood and everybody's outside doing stuff and... You know, but that's, it's like a big family out there, you know? Everybody knows us in the store, like, you know, and they remember us from when we was out there wilding. Mm-hmm. And now, to now, while we- See the transition. Out, yeah, mm-hmm. see the transition is good. Like, I like yeah. it being a big family vibe where we're at. You know? Yeah. 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 I pretty much feel the same, right? Um, yeah, it really feels like a community, like, yeah. growing up, like, it was- I think that's the biggest thing that we work towards now is trying to get that community feeling really, back. Right. I think that's a big reason why we even started the business or why we even do what we're doing, giving out free meals, talking to kids. Like, we do this when giving nobody's back. looking. Yeah, yeah like, that feeling of being a community, kids outside playing, running around, not having to worry about my kid, you know, mm-hmm. something bad happening or whatever. Like, that's really what I would like to see in our neighborhoods. That's really what I remember about my childhood that I think yeah. is good, and I wish that we could see that back. Definitely. Definitely. All right, so first you find your grind, then you turn it to a hustle. So you live life how you want to. Peace. Peace. Hey, hey. Right. Yeah.